Screens on Screens. Hey, it's Screens on Screens on Screens. I'm Jay. Uh, Mary, Screens on Screens on Screens. We're still doing Christmas, guys. <laughs> I hope you're okay with that. The Christmas that never <laughs> ended. <laughs> it might have been a mistake. I don't know. Oh, no, no. I I would like to share that it's wonderful for uh, it's helping me this year. I'm really getting oh, into Christmas. Good. This is a wonderful uh, drum roll to Christmas. Oh, good. That's great. Yeah. Well, we are doing classics today, Ooh. so we are doing movies that were made before 2000. Yeah. It's amazing that anything above 2000 is considered a classic, but it is. It's funny, isn't it? It feels like it just happened last week. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, and before you got plenty of decades to pick from, too. Oh, I a- know. And actually, yeah. now that you mention it, uh-huh. I made a little bit of a wrong turn Uh-oh. as I was trying to find something that was a little off the beaten path. Uh-oh. So I found something called Babes in Toyland. Hello. From 1987. So there are multiple babes in Toylands. I mean, yeah. this movie has been redone many times. Yeah, I grew up with the original. And yeah, and the original who was in it. It was called March of the Wooden Soldiers. That's and it was, right. It was That's Laurel the one we Hardy. grew up with. Yeah, Laurel and Hardy, but it has been renamed Babes in Toyland. Channel 11, New York City, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's every what we grew up in. Every Christmas. But someone I know grew up with the babes in Toyland that had Annette Funicello in it, which I didn't even know existed. I'm sure at some point someone forced me to watch it, and I immediately erased it from my memory. Yeah. I never saw it before. Sacrilege. Right. But I found one from 1987 that has, drum roll please, Keanu Reeves, Mm. Drew Barrymore, Richard Mulligan. Remember Richard Mulligan? From Soap? (laughs) From Soap. Yes, from Soap. He actually played a really nice man in Soap. Like, I really felt for him in Soap. He was very... Bert. He was Bert. Bert. Oh, my God. Your memory's so great. Well, he was um, a nice man, you know, and I just always felt for him because he had this little shaky voice that was very vulnerable sounding. Yeah. Well, in this Babes in Toyland, he plays the villain. Oh, my gosh. And the movie's bad. Like, halfway through it, I said, I- I'm just not going to watch this anymore. But it did have <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore and every single person in this movie had the same level of acting ability. Bad. Super low. All of them. All of including them. Including Drew Barrymore. Well. Terrible. Yeah, back then. Yeah. Come on. Not like she's Meryl Streep now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> she's serviceable now. Yeah. Serviceable. She overacts in her TV show. That's yeah, a right. Show. Yeah. So. It's raining. <laughs> oh my God, it's so great. Everyone should dance in the rain. <laughs> I just want to punch you. <laughs> screens so. on screens on screens. <laughs> so, So I ended up saying, let me go back in time. So I found this movie from 1947. And what I'm going to do is I am going to quiz Mary to see if she knows what it is. I'm going to know what it is. Those are my years. Those are your years. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Okay. I'm going to give you who's in it. So let me try to um, Mm. Loretta Young. Loretta Young. Yeah. David Niven. Oh, okay. Keep going. If I say the next one, you're going to know it. It's not best years of our lives. No. No, that's This not is a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Oh, uh, is it Christmas in Connecticut? Has it been No, the- although I did see that movie. I did see Christmas in Connecticut, but I'm not going to talk about it, but I did see it. Okay. Um, Cary Grant. Okay. Why am the I The movie not- was remade. Okay. In 1997, I believe. Okay, I'll be right with you. I'll be right with you. I'll be right with you. I think I stumped you. I feel like it's a... Is he an architect? No. Oh, my God. Give me another person. There were two he's. Um, Another person. There isn't another person 
that is of note. Cary Grant in a Christmas movie. Let me give you another clue. Loretta, Loretta Young. An angel is involved. Oh, the bishop's wife. Yes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> the white version. The white version. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Because we have one with Denzel later. That's right. And I'll touch on that. But the bishop's wife. So basically, oh. there's this bishop who is being tasked to raise enough money to build a cathedral. Mm. And the people who are on his case are the church ladies, basically. And they're oh. very rich. Very awful. Oh, my gosh. They're horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're not happy, satisfied ladies they're in their They're not. Life. No. And they're just making his life miserable. He's neglecting his family Oh, because yeah. of this trying to raise these funds. And mm-hmm. it's really affecting his wife and his child. And so he prays one day for help. And who appears but Cary Grant. Yeah. And right off the bat, Cary Grant lets him know who he is. Like, I'm an angel, you know. And there's a lot of funny bits where, you know, he disappears and appears, that kind of thing. What's Cary Grant? Cary Grant, hey, the moral of this movie, first let me just say, Cary Grant helps him. Cary Grant is helping him, right? So I think the thought from the bishop is he's going to help me raise the funds. That's not what he's going to help you do. He's going to help you where it really counts and where it really matters. Home. Right. But there's, you know, there's going to be a glitch here, okay? And here's the moral of the story as far as I'm concerned. Do not leave your wife alone with Cary Grant. (laughs) Don't do that. And for those of you who don't know Cary Grant, look up Cary Grant. Oh. Put his name in Google and then click images. North by Northwest. Yes. And let me tell you, it's not just the looks. It is the demeanor. It is the way he carries himself. It's the charm. It's everything. His voice is like butter. It is like butter. Do not leave your wife with Cary Grant. Do not leave your husband with Cary Grant. Don't leave anybody with Cary Grant. No, the man, everyone, (laughs) everyone was in love with Cary Grant. Yeah, in the movie, everyone was being charmed by this guy. Well, yeah. Everybody. It's him. Absolutely. Oh, my God. So in the movie, he ends up picking up the slack for the bishop with the wife. Oh, I'll, I'll go to the store with you. I'll go skating with you. I'll do this with you. My dear. You guys can um, use your imagination as to what might have happened. Well, if it were made in 2022, it might have been a little different. <laughs> but it was 1947. Yeah. This movie, I would definitely recommend. Yeah. It's a classic. It's something that maybe you should know about. And it's fun seeing Cary Grant do magical things. And also there are the, there's this boy choir that appears every once in a while singing. Oh. And it's just beautiful the way they sing. It's just nice. And yeah. when it opens, you get this nostalgic feeling because it, it reminds me a little bit of something like the Christmas story movie oh, yeah. where they're in the small little town at the stores and they're looking in the beautiful Christmas windows and the boys are looking at the train and the girls are looking at the dolls. Yeah. There's snow. It was a different time. There's ringing bells. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, you'll enjoy that, I think. Yeah. And just to touch on the fact that there was, uh, just just to let you know, too, that it's on Prime Video, Pluto TV, or Tubi. Tubi. Tubi's fantastic. Tubi. Everything's on Tubi. I just like the word Tubi. <laughs> it's a cute name for TV. Yeah. Tubi. Anyway. What's on the Tubi? <laughs> What's on the Tubi? <laughs> Anyway, about half a century later comes a remake 
and it's called The Preacher's Wife, not The Bishop's Wife. Oh. Yes. Oh. And it's directed by Penny Marshall. Really? Yes. May I ask a question? Sure. Is Whitney Houston in this? Yes. Okay, because I have a memory of that happening, and I thought, was that a make, made-up memory? No. Whitney Houston, Courtney B. Vance, and oh. Denzel Washington. What a cast. Denzel Washington is the angel. Well. Yeah, I think that what, was good casting. Hey, what fellow should we get to play the part that Cary Graham played? Yeah. Let's just stop the search. We found Denzel. Denzel Washington. Yeah. And instead of a boys' choir singing, you have uh, Whitney Houston singing occasionally. And oh. who can turn that down, really? I mean. Come on. Even if the movie is just kind of mediocre. Yeah. I mean, just listening to her sing again. It just takes you places. It's just great. And, and, they have a, and they have a church choir that sings a lot of gospel songs. That's cool, too. Oh, yeah. So that one is available um, someplace. <laughs> Oh, it's available on BET. Oh, Freeform. Okay, also Freeform. So that's that's cool. That's that's, that's great. my first pick. Well, that's a great first pick, and it's interesting that your film was in 1947 because my first pick is also from 1947. Are you sure it wasn't 1946? Oh, <laughs> oh, you want like accuracy? Oh, <laughs> hey, my second movie is 1947. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. My first movie. So is mine was just a year later from your movie. It was and. Mm-hmm. And it features some other Hollywood folk who you may be able to guess the name of the movie if I tell you who's in it. Okay. Um, Should I go deep cut? I well, I already like know what this movie is. Yeah, so. What are we going to pretend? All right. So maybe we could do it differently and, uh-huh. and we can say what the movie is and you can quiz me on who's in it. Oh. I, I probably won't get 100% on that. Right. Okay. It is the 1946 classic by Frank Capra called It's a Wonderful Life. It's a wonderful life. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's not the song. There's, there's, there's no song. There's no song. It's a wonderful. Are you thinking it's a wonderful world? That's Louis Armstrong. I sang it to the tune of uh, Super Tramps. It's raining again. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> It's wrong on so many levels. It really is. I don't know why I did that, and I apologize. Okay, so... Who's in it? Who's in it, Jay? All right, so um, Donna Reed. That is correct. Okay, the guy who's in it, I see his face. The guy who's in it. Listen to you. (laughs) I see his face, but my brain isn't working that well. Like he's a mere mortal. (laughs) He is Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yes, Jimmy Stewart. James Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Say, Mary. I don't think I did that right. Say, Mary. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. J- Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. It's one of those movies that uh, has a main character named Mary. I, I love those movies. Was, <laughs> we have to line up all the movies that have oh, a Mary in it. It's like Matthew McConaughey chasing J-Lo down a street. Mary, Mary. I'm like, oh, that's fun. You know, this movie. <laughs> Say, Mary. There's so many Mary movies. For it was Mary. I'm, I'm happy for you. There aren't yeah. a lot of movies for me. No, there are. <laughs> that's okay. God doesn't give with both hands. Oh, that's um, right. I don't know what that expression yeah. means. This is fantastic. Do you know how much it costs to make this movie? How much? It costs $3 million to make this movie. $3 million. But you know, that was a lot in that day. In that day it was, yeah. yeah. Well, they had a whole town. All that snow alone must have cost a half a mil. Yeah. Because it's a In, it's in a The movie. Bishop's Wife, somebody was haggling over something that cost... Um, <laughs> Like 28 cents or something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 28. You know, 26 is one Or thing. a dollar or something like that. And, but three yeah. over $3 million for that time period is Pretty, a lot. Yeah. And this is one of Jimmy Stewart's 
favorite films, which is pretty awesome. It's, of course, culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. It, it's added to the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress. It was shown on TV when movies started being on TV a lot. But like The Wizard of Oz, they realized, what are we doing? Let's do it once a year and make them wait. And they yeah. did that for years. You could only see it at Let's Christmas time. Let's put it in the vault. Yeah, like Disney would do. Yeah, absolutely. But now you can see it everywhere. I chose to watch it on... Um, on a free service, and I'm trying to remember the name of the free service. I think it was Freevee. Freevee. Yeah, I watched a it's couple right of movies. It's right in the on. name, Freevee. It's free. <laughs> Not far from Tubi. It's free TV, Freevee. It is. <laughs> and the commercials are horrible. And I had oh, commercials. Lord, yeah. Remember commercials? They make you pay somehow. <laughs> they make you pay by listening yeah. to the commercials. Yeah, I'm not paying PV. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm doing Freevee. <laughs> Freevee. But this is one of my all-time favorite films. And it's wonderful because you think, oh, it's a nice Christmas movie. It's about a man who wants to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> but they drove him to it. They did. Yeah. He's a man who had a dream. He's getting out of this town. He's shaking the dust off from this old town. He's getting out. He's mm-hmm. going to go to college. He's going to see the world. He has mm-hmm. posters and brochures everywhere. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, though, turns out the guy's got kind of a feeling around him of um, he has a sense of indebted. indebtedness. Yeah, yeah, but it's not really that so much as he's just a responsible man who isn't going to shirk his responsibilities. Yeah. And when things start happening and he realizes he's the one who's got to step up, he doesn't hesitate. He's a little cranky, but he <laughs> yeah, that crankiness. I remember that. He steps up Grumbling under his breath. Yeah, but he's one of those fellows that always comes through for his family, for the town, hmm. for the entire community. I mean, he's just thinking, I'm going to get out of here. But then there's it's it, the movie starts and it's... It's in the 1920s, mm-hmm. and it's the crash, and it's the run on the bank. Mm-hmm. And he happens to work for his family's organization. His dad just passed away, and he runs the Building and Loan, which is the local small financial um, organization that helps people who are working class get loans to build houses. And they're very, very generous with their stuff. The Darth Vader in the film, the evil man, is Mr. Potter, and he's the one who owns the bank and everything else. He's Mr. Monopoly, right? and he makes everybody pay. The The Bailey family's fantastic. They have this wonderful wonderful, generous spirit, and they help everybody get the thing they need. Yeah. So so that bank was like a bank for the people. It was almost like a credit union. It was like a mom and pop yeah, shop, absolutely. basically. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to... And the evil guy had, you know, the big... Yeah, the miser. Concern. And he was a yeah. horrible man. He was an yeah. evil, evil, horrible man played by Lionel Barrymore. Yeah. And as they aged him... Drew just- Barrymore's ancestor... <laughs> Lionel would be like, Drew, what are you doing, babes in toilet? Yeah, but he could act. He was amazing. He could act, yeah. He could. And it's a fun movie because you see this awesome man always coming through for his people and you're disappointed with him when he doesn't get to go live his dream. And then eventually his 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 uncle Charlie, who's a ne'er-do-well and a goofball and just messes things up. <laughs> he's unreliable. He is. And yeah. he, he's forgetful and he has strings tied to his finger because back in the old days, you did, your phone didn't remind you to do something. You tied a string on your finger. What that was going to tell you, I can't help you. <laughs> he had so many strings, he didn't know what string was for what. He didn't. He really didn't. And he ended up losing a large deposit. And it was the day the bank exam came. Yeah. And it was a very important day and it was Christmas Eve. Yeah. And all of a sudden, $8,000 disappears. Of course, he ends up losing it to yeah. Lionel Barrymore, Mr. Potter, at the bank mm-hmm. while he's going to deposit it. And horribleness no. ensues. And George ends up on a bridge on a snowy night thinking, 8000 bucks. Right. I can't get it back. You think now, like, you're going to kill yourself over $8,000? I wouldn't kill myself over anything at all. No. Literally. Like, they're no. going to have to drag me kicking and screaming <laughs> out of this world. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. But he didn't 
didn't know how beloved he was. But it, luckily, the the um the powers that be at Paramount or whatever movie they. <laughs> It's probably Paramount. <laughs> they said, hey, let's send him an angel. And they sent him an angel. And the angel's kind of like Uncle Charlie, but a little bit better. Yeah, His yeah, yeah. Clarence. You're right. Yeah, yeah, he's a little doddering Yeah, which works because, you know, you know um, George Bailey's not going to get a, a good angel. Like, Cary Grant ain't coming to see Jimmy Stewart. Although Cary Grant's <laughs> character in The Bishop's Wife was named Dudley. <laughs> he was? Yeah. That's, I didn't know that. Well, this is Clarence. <laughs> Clarence. And Clarence. Clarence and Dudley. Yeah, and he's walking around with an autographed copy of a Mark Twain book, so it tells you how old <laughs> Clarence is. Clarence doesn't have his wings yet, but if he he's helps, he's got to do some good stuff yeah, to get gotta, his wings. Got to help George get uh, perspective again. And yeah. one of the ways to do it, he decides, hey, let's show him what life would have been like if he had never been born. Right. It's rough. His beautiful wife and family are gone. She's a librarian who's I know. an old maid. That, that's that was very that. It's an offensive trope. That was an offensive thing, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, of course, her eyebrows are bigger, you know, and everything. She's, she was homely. She was. Which, yeah. How do you make Donna Reed homely? <laughs> Draw some more eyebrow water. Put her in a hat. Like, <laughs> she's still Donna Reed. She's carrying books. <laughs> she's slouching. She's wearing a man's coat. She reads books. <laughs> Run! Get rid of her! <laughs> There's so many amazing quotable lines in this movie. Yes. And I'm not going to spoil it for those three of you who haven't seen I it know. yet. But there's so many lines in it. You yeah. know, I wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog. Yeah. And I only wear this when I don't care how I look. Oh my gosh. So many. And I ones. love I love when they were dancing together at the dance and you know, Buffalo Girls when you come, come out, out tonight, tonight, come out tonight, come out tonight. Oh yeah, and George Lasso's the moon. Actually um, there was this production company that put out the show Thirty Something, remember that? Yeah, I love Thirty Something. They named their production company after Bedford Falls. Yes, after Bedford Falls. And every time you saw the little logo, you would hear and dance by the light of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And this movie's always been in the lexicon of popular culture. Yes. It just keeps coming back. It's a great film. They should remake it. You know, they, they yeah. keep remake. Not that it needs to be remade, but if they're going to remake Christmas movies, yeah. you know, they're always remaking Scrooge. Maybe it's, try this yeah. one. It just reminds you that it's not so bad. You're probably a lot more beloved than you might think on a, on a bad day when you're feeling you don't feel it. Maybe right. this is a yeah. remember. And, and no man is a failure who has friends. Right. And, and no beautiful. one knows. Knows until something happens, you know. Oh yeah, that's they when don't you know find the extent out. Of it. You find out who your friends that's are. That's a really great pick. Thank you very much. It's and, one of my favorites. Yeah, and I think it's most people's favorites. And those mm -hmm. of you who haven't seen it, well, you should because it's got to be attention must be paid. Yeah, definitely. It's free on Freevee. It's free on Freevee. <laughs> oh, you can And it's pay. got that neat. It's got that neat theme song. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, so I, 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 know. <laughs> I know it's crazy. What's your next? I part? don't know why I'm doing that. We'll be right back. Smoke them if you got them. Do you have a question for Mary and Jay? Would you like to hear a podcast episode on your favorite show or movie or any related topic? Email screens on screens on screens at gmail.com for full satisfaction. That's screens on screens on screens at gmail.com for full satisfaction. I'm Canadian. Screens on screens on screens. All right, this one is fun and Stupid. Fun and stupid. Yes. I don't I do. know if you can. Okay. Oh, I'm going to guess. I can guess. tell you Give the me. year. Okay. That might help. Uh, the year is 1996. 
Your classics are way more recent than my classics. <laughs> it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kindergarten Cop? Rita Wilson. Twins? Phil Harmon. Oh, I know this movie. Sinbad. I know this movie. Yes. I know this movie. Did you forget it was a Christmas movie? You're giving me Kindergarten Cop? It's not a tumor. Is it Jingle something? Yes, it's Jingle All the Way. Okay, Jingle All the Way. Because when you said Jingle Jangle last week, I thought, yes. Arnold? <laughs> jingle All the Way. Yes, he's got to get like a certain toy or something. All right. Yes, he's got to get a certain toy. So, okay, here's okay. this guy. He works at a store as a buyer and he's a workaholic. Yes. This seems to be the trope for all of these Christmas movies that have men in it. Did you say Sinbad? <laughs> Sinbad is in it, okay. yes. Wow. Sinbad actually has a big part in it, actually. Oh okay. So... <laughs> Sinbad is an African-American comedian who used to be very big in the 80s and 90s. Okay, so. <laughs> we should do that a lot He went more. by one name, Sinbad. Okay, so. Honest Schwarzenegger's character is a buyer at a store. He's an, a workaholic. It is Christmas time, probably the day before Christmas Eve or something like that. They want him home for dinner. Oh, you know, got work to do. He's on the phone talking to clients and at the end of every call, he says to the client, remember, you're our favorite customer. Oh, no. So his wife calls him. Where are you? Why don't you come home? I'll be home soon. I'll be home soon. I can't do him. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, remember, you're our favorite customer. And oh. then he goes, oh, oh, I, I, and she hangs up on him. Oh, my Rita God. Wilson. Rita Wilson. She hangs up on him, right? They're a little boy. Yeah. So cute. Okay. He loves this superhero character that's all the rage called Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Yeah. So when the movie opens, you see him watching Turbo Man on TV and it's yeah. the funniest thing. It almost looks like Flash Gordon. It, it looks campy like that, you know. Sure. And the the villain is some guy named Mento or something. And he wears this see-through, really huge dome of a helmet that has like you can see brain matter in it, that kind of thing. They could have done better in 96. They could have done better, right. <laughs> so anyway, he comes home and his wife is like, you remembered to get that doll, right? I asked you two weeks ago. Turbo Man. Turbo Man. And he's like, uh, and then he goes, yeah, yeah, of course I, I, I did get it. You know, the next day is Christmas Eve. He has to get that doll because he didn't get that doll. He goes to the store. Oh my God. Sold out. Of course. And, and there's this great scene where he's in the store and the store... It was a doorbuster situation where all these people are standing outside of the store. It's two minutes to nine. The store opens at nine. They're they're begging and pleading with the guy uh, on the opposite side of the door, open the doors, and he's looking at his watch like a yeah. bastard. Two minutes, <laughs> two minutes, you know? Yeah. And so... Sinbad is there because he needs a turbo doll too. He's yes, Sinbad. Sinbad. He is a postman, so he's wearing his postal thing, horrifying, with the postal hat that the the winter one that has the air flaps. I love it. And he's got a mailbag with him and everything. Sure. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like all like, oh man. And as soon as nine o'clock happens and the door opens, like. Everybody rushes in to the point where it's like people are falling all over the place. This Ugh. movie has such physical comedy. I have not seen this level oh. in a long time. And stunt. it's very funny. Okay, stunt coordinators probably involved in that. Had to be. Yeah. When I tell you some of the things, you're going to be like, what? So <laughs> he goes to one of the guys who's um, Chris Parnell from Saturday Night Live. Like sure. He's young at this point. Oh, my gosh. He's one of the workers at the store. Yeah. And he says, I'm looking for a turbo man. And Chris Parnell just looks at him and starts laughing hysterically <laughs> to the point where he's wheezing. He's yeah. like... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and then he, another guy comes yeah. up. He says, he wants a turbo man. That You're guy starts late, laughing. Man. Then this old lady who's shopping for someone, he wants a turbo man. And she starts cracking up and she goes to everybody. He wants a turbo man. And everybody just starts cracking up. Oh, you know? my gosh. So um, humiliating. Totally humiliating. So this whole movie is the two of them, Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, vying to get one of the last Turbo Men available. Holy mackerel! And every time they're 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 at some place because there's a chance they might get the doll, something happens. So they go to the mall because they've been told, oh, there's a few left, but it's a lottery system. So what they do is they have these colored balls with numbers on them. No. Right. And so these workers have these big baskets full of the balls to hand out to the people. But the people get so riled up that they start clawing at the guys and the guys get scared and just throw the balls up in the air. Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) like steps over someone to get this ball. Yeah. He gets the ball, but someone knocks it out of his hand and it ends up bouncing all over the mall to the point where it get goes down into this kid's area where there's this uh, ball pit. No. You know, the big ball pit. Yeah. Those balls are bigger than the one that he wants. Sure. But there's this little girl in the ball pit and she sees the little ball and takes it. Oh, I love it. He jumps into that ball pit and he's like, little girl, little girl, please give me the ball. Yeah. And she just shakes her head and puts it in her mouth. And that little girl he was. lunges at her and grabs her face. He does? Yeah. This physical comedy with yeah. a grown man and a little girl? Yes. No. Absolutely. That's not going to happen today. Yeah. That's not going to happen today. No. And so the security guards grab him and everything. Yes, they so should. So every time there's this physical comedy where they're vying for this doll, the level of violence is is off the charts like there's this one scene where he has a phone you know back then they had regular phones tethered to the wall again, yeah right? tethered to the so wall so Sinbad Sinbad is um, trying to get to the phone oh. because they heard on the radio that if you came up with this answer you get a Turbo Man doll oh, no. so when Sinbad lunges at him Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> takes the phone and hits him like pistol whips him in the head with the, with the phone oh, no. oh my god <laughs> It's like they took a fake wrestling match and turned it into yes, a movie. Absolutely. Oh no. It was crazy. It was crazy. I'm but right. um <laughs> I love it. So anyway, Phil Hartman, real quick, Phil oh. Hartman is a neighbor who has just divorced from his wife and has become this really charming guy and all the women love him for some reason. Yeah. And he has a son and the son is telling Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, Man, my father has become a really great father since he got divorced, you know. <laughs> Maybe your father will get divorced from your father and your father will be better to you then, you know? Oh, no. And <laughs> what a great message. Right, I this know. This movie has beat and then people Phil, for toys. Phil Hartman is trying to get Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, Rita Wilson, the whole movie, trying Re- to get her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's part of the movie, too. So it's a moral tale. <laughs> it's a moral It ends well. I'll put it that way. Um, the physical comedy... <laughs> I, okay, the little girl thing. Okay, but the physical comedy is really off the hook. And if it you is. like physical comedy, I do. You're going to love this. And right. it also has a bit, a little cameo appearance by Harvey Corman. Oh. 
Yeah. Love Harvey from, Korman. Yeah, from uh, the old uh, Cal, Cal Burnett, Burnett show. And Blazing Saddles. Right, and it also has um, Conrad. What's his name? Tim Robert Conrad. Conrad? Robert Conrad. Robert, Robert Conrad. Conrad. He always yeah. won the Battle of the Network Stars right. back in the old days. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, we hated him. Oh. Screens on screens did on screens. Did I hate him, though? Like, I, I was, did. I was team, team ABC. He beat my channel all the time. What so was I your channel? My channel. ABC. ABC. Wasn't it ABC? Everybody. ABC was on top then. Like, yeah. everyone loved ABC. It was Charlie's Angels and Fantasy Island. Welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. Everything was on ABC. Um, um, Battlestar Galactica with yeah. Richard Hatch. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> there's a lot of fun. Yeah. This is a total screens on screens on screens. So, Robert Conrad has a funny little part as a cop. It, it's funny. I watched it when it first came out all those years ago in the theater, had fun. It stands up. Well, I'm looking forward to one of our future episodes when we discuss just the the filmography of Sinbad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that that will be all of uh, 10 minutes. It'll be half an hour on the shoulder pads alone. I can't believe that. That's my second second real choice there. I'm excited to watch a movie filled with physical uh, comedy. It's off the hook. With Arnold. Yeah. Because you're not going to rely on the monologues, you know? No, with you're him. not. He did the best he could, you know. And he Mary kind Wilson. of acts in a cartoonish way. But for for that movie, it, it works fine. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was his niche back then. Totally. He yeah, he was, he was big back then. Yeah. For those. He's a handsome fella. We'll be right back. I enjoyed your movie. My next movie, this one is really from 1947. All right. Can I guess? I I don't know how good I am at I don't know if you know. We can guess. I'm going to go deep. I'm going to go deep. Edmund Gwynn. Edmund Gwynn. Edmund Gwynn. Yes. Go to the next. Natalie Wood. Uh, uh, oh, wait, wait. I think I got it. I John think I got Payne. it. No, no, I think I got it. Uh-huh. Um, Miracle on 34th Street. That is correct. All right. Ding, 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 Was ding. Natalie Wood the child? Yeah, she's oh, okay. tiny. She's maybe Such seven or cute, eight. Such a cute, cute little. And, right? and, a, and a great actress in this. She's wonderful in this movie. She's adorable. Oh, that's so nice. You know, you're, you're going you're gonna to die right now, but I've never seen that film. I've You've always wanted to see it. it. Okay. I'm probably going to see it before this season is over because it's, it's there. It's on freebie. It's on freebie. <laughs> It's free. Um, but it's something I should watch. I should know this movie. It's beautiful and wonderful yeah. and great. And it's New York. Yeah. It starts with a Thanksgiving Day parade. Yeah. It ends with Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. They talk about, you hear Manhasset. Manhasset. <laughs> they talk about Long Island in it. It's it's a New York movie. And it's called Miracle on 34th Street. It came out in 1947. It was originally released as The Big Heart in the United Kingdom, which is weird. But and they always, they, yeah, they, they, they come up with things. The reason it's called Miracle on 34th Street is because the department store Macy's is the sponsor of the Thanksgiving Day parade. Right, yeah. And it all begins at the Macy's. Thanksgiving Day Parade and she works for Macy's and okay. she she's working at the parade and her daughter's watching the parade at a neighbor's house but Maureen O'Hara had her heart broken her character she's divorced she's in that movie 
Maureen O'Hara is the oh, mother. Okay. She's divorced and her daughter is Natalie Wood. Mm-hmm. But she's so divorced and so disillusioned that she doesn't even let her kid believe in Santa Claus. Wow. It's dark. Who hurt you? Yeah, it's like everybody's garbage. Don't do that. Don't trust to the anybody. Baby. Yeah, but she gets home and she has a housekeeper. This is later on and I'm just this is the thing I have to throw in. She says, Where's the kid? And she says, Oh, she's across the hall with the man who lives across the hall. And I'm watching this movie like there's so many red flags. Mm-hmm. But it was 1947, mm-hmm. and everyone liked him. He was very friendly, but she hadn't actually met the guy yet. Mm-hmm. And somehow they had a window in their apartment where they could look into his apartment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where is this? But it's 34th Street. <laughs> it's they're, 34th. They're watching the parade out the window, and uh, he's just a regular guy across the hall who kind of has a crush on her. And he read an article that said the way to get to the women is to is to get the kid to like you. Okay. So, you know, I mean, like some of those things in this movie don't age well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that that might, you know, that might work today. Cuz cuz usually if you're if you're guarded, but your animals or your children like the person, then you soften up a bit. You do. That's yeah. true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So she works for Macy's and she's in charge of making sure the parade goes off without a hitch. That's her job. Mhm. So she's doing her job walking around the streets with her clipboard talking to the clowns and she um, happens upon the drunk Santa who's at the end of the parade <laughs> and Edmund Gwynn is there to watch the parade and he's this adorable Santa looking like guy with his coat on and he notices the Santa's looking a little off and he walks over to him and he realizes this guy's drunk. Mm-hmm. You can't have a drunk Santa. He said, I can't have you representing me like this. And you're like, oh, this guy thinks he's Santa. And that's the beginning. And then you realize the rest of the movie is, is he Santa? Or isn't he? Yeah. Which one is it? You decide. Yeah. So he's this nice old man named Chris Kringle. And he lives in a nursing home in Manhasset, Long Island. Mm -hmm. And he's left the place for a while to go watch the parade. Of course, she looks at him and looks at the drunk guy and says, can you be Santa? He said, I think I could give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And then she puts him in the outfit. Everyone loses their minds. You know, everybody's like happy. He's doing a great job. He puts on the outfit they give him. But of course, you know, later on, he's got like this beautiful fur suede outfit that is real Santa outfit. Mm. Natalie Wood's looking out the window and her mom comes home and she says, you got a good Santa this year. He was good. <laughs> and the guy's like, does she not believe in Santa? No, why should she? She should be prepared. And I'm thinking she's like seven. <laughs> give her a break. So the movie's all about how Chris Kringle is now trying to convince Maureen O'Hara and the daughter that, yeah, you guys are a little too dark. Maybe I'm real. You should believe in me. And then, of course, the guy with a crush on Maureen O'Hara is like, I'm going to support this guy. So, of course, the psychological evaluation that happens at Macy's because this guy thinks he's really Santa happens. And they're like, I think he's kind of crazy. There's a beautiful scene early in the film where she's so happy with him at the parade. She says, why don't you come work at the store? It's like, what? Yeah, it can be Santa. Okay. So he's the one playing Santa. And kids are coming and lined up and coming. And of course, the boyfriend brings Natalie Wood. And she's like, your beard's not even real. And he says, give it a tug. And she does. And her face just like, is like completely perplexed. It's real. The next kid that comes up, the woman says, we've just adopted her. She's, I think they were German or Dutch. And she says, she doesn't speak a word of English, but she said, let me go see Santa. He can speak my language. And he did. He did. Oh. So they start doing all this back and forth <laughs> stuff. Kinder come, the kids, you know, it's beautiful. And then Natalie Wood's like, Ma, he can speak other language. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> let it go. That's some big coincidence. Like, no one speaks Swedish. No. I wasn't Swedish, right? Was, I think it was Dutch, which it was, was Dutch, vague. So I guess Dutch. it was German. It was just. It was something. It was, but it was fun. It, it was Dutch, yeah. It was from the Netherlands yeah, or something. Was, yeah. 
and it was unexpected. And then the movie goes on, and of course he has a psycholo- psychological evaluation by a guy who's not a professional, who's you know, picking on his eyebrow, looking all nervous <laughs> and, and 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 twitchy. And and Chris Kringle's like, well, "What's your deal, dude? You look, you're the one who looks nervous. You're not real." It's got beautiful music in it. If you enjoy "I Love Lucy," Fred Mertz is in it, chomping on a cigar. <laughs> it's fantastic to see Fred. Fred Mertz. It's beautiful music. It's beautiful people. Mm-hmm. It's New York. It's a department store. Mm-hmm. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Awesome. And it's from the late 40s. Do, I do you see it, it every Christmas? No. Or no? You I've just... taken a break from both of these movies. Yeah. So coming back to them was wonderful. Oh, good. It's a nice see? reminder. Yeah. See? Thank you. Oh, I've good. It. What's your next one? All right. My next one is Controversial. What? (laughs) Controversial. It's controversial in the sense that people debate on whether it's a Christmas movie or not. So let me give you some clues. Is it The Fast and the Furious? No. (laughs) You you pick any random movie. I did. Okay. 1998. Okay. Keep going. Bonnie Bedelia. Stop the car. Stop the car. All right. This is completely a Christmas movie because everyone I know believes it's a Christmas movie and it is the Christmas classic called Die Hard. Absolutely. Yay! Yay me. Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, Bonnie Bedelia, available on Prime Video. Amazing. So here's a New York City police officer played Mm -hmm. by Bruce Willis. Yeah. Who is estranged from his wife who is living now in Los Angeles because she got this great big promotion. And Bruce Willis, John McClane, that's his name in the movie, didn't go with her because, you know, he's like, I don't want to. I'm a New York City cop and she's probably not going to make it anyway. So I'm going to stay here in New York. He wasn't super supportive, was he? He wasn't supportive. Supportive at all. What was the name of the place she worked, though? Nakatomi. (laughs) Nakatomi Towers. You could buy an advent calendar with Nakatomi (laughs) Towers as the base. Yes, everybody knows this Nakatomi Towers, right? So it opens with him flying to Los Angeles to see him, see her and his daughter for Christmas time. You know, he's got a big teddy bear with him and everything. He's walking through the airport all cool. You know, at this time, Bruce Willis was cool. Like, Bruce Willis was in action movies. had some hair. He still had some hair. He was Bruno. He had a band. Yes, they gave him really great lines to say. <laughs> so anyway, this is the first tip that it is a Christmas movie. He's walking through the airport. First of all, he's looking at every pretty woman that goes by, which kind of sucks because he's still married, even though he's separated. The first hint that it's a Christmas movie is that you hear Christmas in Hollis from Run DMC. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That was really cool. <laughs> So anyway, he goes to Nakatomi Towers to see her. And he goes there and she's got she's got a nice little suite there or yeah. something. So he's changing his clothes and, you know, they get into a little bit of an argument. There's a party, an office party there. Everybody's there. He's still not ready for the party. He's kind of changing and getting freshened up and everything. He has his wife beater shirt on and, you know, a pair of pants and no shoes at all. No shoes. And things go left. A bunch of terrorists come to take over the building. At the end of the day, you thought it was this big international thing where it's like, oh, you you know, they have some kind of ideology or something. No, there was just a lot of money in the building and they wanted the money. And, yeah. yeah. And there's Smart. a bunch of them. And Alan Rickman is the head honcho of these terrorists. I guess they're Eastern European, Russian, Ukrainian, German, that kind of thing. And I, I basically looked at this movie as being home alone for adults. Oh, my gosh. 
Because Bruce Willis yes. is trying to combat all of these guys and he's doing it just like Macaulay Culkin did yeah. in Home Alone, setting booby traps, yeah. you know. <laughs> like MacGyver. <laughs> like MacGyver, you know, crawling through um, air shafts, no shoes on, no. wife beater shirt on, you know. Oh my gosh. Gets all dirty and bloody. Yes. His feet get bloody. Ooh. But he keeps outsmarting them well, time and time York again. Cop. He's, he's a New, New York, York cop, yeah. right? Anyway, his wife realizes at one point that her husband is trying to combat them because the head guy is just beside himself. He's like, he's being driven crazy. And she says to one of the people there, it's John. You know, they're like, what do you mean? How do you know? Only he could drive someone that crazy, you know? <laughs> So anyway, it's um it's adventure, you know, it's it's thrilling. Lots of stuff happens. <laughs> But there are some really good catchphrases. So one of them, he finally had a chance to call on the phone to the authorities. Mm. And he's trying to tell them what's going on at the building. Yeah. And they think he sounds crazy. So they're saying, this line is reserved for emergency calls, sir. And they keep saying that to him, right? And he goes, does it sound like I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> And then um, he's he's crawling through an air shaft and he goes, come to the coast. We'll get together. We'll have a few laughs. <laughs> That's my favorite one. And then he's got this <laughs> other one that everyone knows where he goes, yippee-ki-yay, mother oh, That's right. I forgot about that. He does do that. Oh, it's so great. So it's a fun movie. The violence is really top level violence. I mean, yeah. back in the 90s, I guess, people weren't so reticent with that. But um, no. yeah, there's lots of like shooting, gun shooting type and thing. Wasn't one of the bad guys in the gang Alexander Gudinoff? Yeah, I was trying to figure out who that guy was. I said, oh, yeah. he's a dancer, right? He he's was a like ballet dancer. Mikhail Baryshnikov and Rudolf Nureyev were some of the earlier guys who defected from Russia. Yeah. He was one of the last in that yeah. in that slew of guys that came over and said, I'm going to yeah. be American. And then they all went to acting. Well, thanks for <laughs> saying that because he really did oh, yeah. a good job, actually. I love him. Yeah. In, in the movie, John McClane got his brother. And after oh. that, it was like, I have to get John McClane. And, you know, it kind of went left because of that, because because of his need for revenge. He wasn't thinking clearly, and he told the other guys, no one kills him but me. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so what's he going to do? Basically kill them one by one? Because it's Bruce Willis. Because it's Bruce Willis, you know? Shoeless it's Bruce Willis. It's this shoeless Bruce Willis. At some point in the movie, and maybe my eyes closed for a bit, but he had been wearing a white wife beater yeah. uh, undershirt. All of a sudden, I see him in a black. It looked like a tank top. It, it kind of looked like a, it was kind of jersey material, like T-shirt material, but it was like in a tank, like torn off tank. I, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how he got into it. But. Dirt, dirt and blood. It couldn't have been because I was really staring at the thing. It didn't have the same texture at all. It oh. had frayed. It was a oh. solid color. It wasn't like there was dirt here and there and blood here and there. Oh. It was like a solid, like cobalt gray color. Ooh. And I'm like, how did that happen? Was that an accident? I don't know. Feels like a continuity issue. It, uh, yeah. It felt like a continuity it issue. That's right. Yeah. The, all the parts with him walking on the broken glass with I bare know. feet. Oh, 
taking the glass out of his feet. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And also to get the cop's attention, because one cop car came finally to do a drive around to see if everything was okay. The cop went into the building and there was a guy sitting in reception who was part of the gang and saying, oh, everything's fine. You know, he looked like Huey Lewis, that guy. He did. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I was thinking. He looked like Huey Lewis. But it wasn't him, but it looked like him. It wasn't. I was like, sometimes bad is bad. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) power of love. (laughs) Step by step. One by one. Okay, so. (laughs) Happy to be stuck with you. Okay. We're done. We're done. So anyway, the cop leaves the building thinking there's a wild goose chase and he's about to get in his car. And Bruce Willis is up on, I don't know, the 15th floor or whatever. Sure. And he, he managed to break the glass and he threw a dead body oh, out the window onto the cop car. <laughs> it's like, did I get your attention? <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, man. And isn't the actor that plays the cop, he was on a sitcom yeah, for a long time. Yeah, he was on, um, it was one of these. Family Matters? Family Matters with Urkel. He was the father. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Screens. Screens on, on screens. screens. Hey, on screens. we're going gangbusters here. That was amazing. It's near the end of the year. We got to get all the screens on screens on screens we in. Do. I yeah. love that you chose Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I wanted to try to be a little unusual if I could. Um, yeah. That's why you I did succeeded. it. <laughs> I have stayed in my lane. I didn't even slightly roll over the bumps on the side. That's okay. It takes <laughs> two. <laughs> it takes two. Oh my God, you ready for my What next do you one? got? Scrooged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray with big hair, and he was still likable. Even though he played a jerk. He did, but Karen Allen is in it, and Carol Kane is in it, and Regina King as a child is in it. Oh, my God. I got to see Scrooge again. It's been so long, I didn't even remember that. Alfie Woodard is his secretary. Yeah. Robert Mitchum's his boss. Robert Mitchum. It's nuts. The huge hair, the shoulder pads. It's 1988. Mm Mm-hmm which was a wonderful year for fashion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a great movie. It's it's basically a Christmas carol modernized. Yeah. And he's he's coming straight off in And his, his brother was in it too. His brother played his father. Two two of his brothers are in it. Another one? Brian I didn't know Dole he had Murray's another one. in it playing his father. Yeah. And his brother in the movie is played by his real brother. No. Who's married to Wendy Malick. That's so cool. Mackie Malick. Yeah, his real brother is in it. It's, I oh, think, that's so cool. I think he had three brothers in the movie. Actually, mm-hmm. three brothers are in the movie mm-hmm. with him. All his, it's crazy. His whole big family yeah. in it. But he's basically a big TV executive. They're going to do a live version of A Christmas Carol. And it's nuts. It's got the solid gold dancers. Mary Lou Retton in it. <laughs> It's it's got John Hausman sitting in a chair introducing it. Oh, it's it's one of those live yeah. events the whole world has to watch. Yeah. And it's just a mess. And of course he's visited by the all ghosts. the ghosts because he's a horrible person. Right. He's garbage. We need to redeem him. Yeah. And of course, you know, his his old girlfriend from years ago is Karen Allen from Raiders of the Lost Yeah, Ark, She playing. didn't have that many parts. No, she was in that in Animal House and this, and that was about right, it. Yeah, I'm sure she made other things, but those those are the ones where they did close ups on her face, and you she was disappointed with that fella in the movie, <laughs> and and she called him lumpy. It was very uh. cute. It's just a delight and funny, and he talks to the camera at the end, and it's nutty. Yeah, pretty cool. Oh, it's just a delight. And, cool. Uh, freebie. Freebie. 
banged it out on freebie. Freebie. We're week. doing a lot of freebie stuff. Yeah. Okay, I have one more. I'm not going to talk a lot about it. It is actually listed with all the Christmas movies, but in reality, the focus is Thanksgiving. Okay. It has Steve Martin. John Candy. Planes, trains, and, and automobiles. automobiles. Yeah. Fantastic. So this movie is about this ad man from Chicago who is in New York on business and he needs to get home by the holidays, but lots of things go wrong. Oh, yeah. He misses his plane. Uh, that's why it's called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because it took <laughs> all of these things to get him home and it took many hours to get home. But on the way, he meets John Candy, who is very different from him. He's more of a small town guy. He sells um, shower curtain rings. <laughs> That's his job. <laughs> and he's very annoying. Oh, my God. He's so, so annoying. I know. Shower curtain rings. He's so annoying. Like, yeah. And uh, they end up having to, like, room together sometimes. Oof. They're trying to, to get home. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard on Steve Martin's character to have to deal with this guy. And do you remember the funniest scene in the movie? Yeah. They're in a hotel room together, sleeping in the same bed and Steve Martin wakes up he's he's laying on his side he opens his eyes and John Candy has his arms around him yeah. you know and mm. kisses him on the ear he does you know his his eyes are closed he's groggy he clearly thinks that he's in bed with his wife he kisses Steve Martin on the ear yeah and Steve Martin doesn't move he's like paralyzed and he wakes the guy up and he says why are you holding my hand and then he says, um, where's your other hand? And John Candy goes in between two pillows. And Steve Martin goes, those are pillows. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun to say that line by itself once in a while in life. <laughs> those aren't pillows. It's just fun to say. I, that's one of, if, if a movie has a line like that, the movie will live forever. Absolutely. If you have the right catchphrases. I mean, look at yeah. Die Hard. Oh the God. movie itself is yeah. forgettable probably. But yeah. the the lines, like it's uh, so many lines, <laughs> so many great lines in that movie. Yeah, I have one more. You do, yeah. Go ahead. I do, and it's kind of the it's part of uh, a bunch of movies that were made during this time period in the early seventies. Animation was doing lots of things in the seventies, but somebody said, "Let's use clay." <laughs> I love claymation. Oh, stop motion animation Christmas television specials produced by Rankin Bass Productions mm-hmm. inform our childhood. And hopefully folks who came later, hopefully you went back and watched some of these. There were many of them. Mm-hmm. And if you guys were paying attention in the Halloween episode, I mentioned uh, Munster Mash, yeah. which was the same organization. But this one is my favorite one. And it's the one you all need to go watch, but you're going to have to pay for it. And it's called, it's not on freebie, The Year Without a Santa Claus in 1974. That's that's. Probably my favorite as well. It's the one. It's got the songs in it's it. It's got the songs. It's, it's the, a musical. The Heat Miser. It's got the Heat Miser. Everyone knows who the Heat Miser is. Yeah. Um, people dress up as the Heat Miser. Oh, yeah. And Mickey Rooney is in it. Mickey Rooney's voice. Mickey Rooney. Shirley yeah. Booth, Dick Shane, George S. Uh, what year was it? 1974. Wow, it's really old, but it's really holds yeah. up. It really does. Yeah, and a lot of you, uh, your folks, if you're younger, your folks might have had the little animated uh, characters because they made them uh, collectibles at one point. And yeah. you could go and collect them all. Yeah. I don't think it was a McDonald's Happy Meal. I think you had to go to the toy store and buy them. <laughs> I don't think they had ha- Happy Meals in that time. In the 70s, maybe not. But in I the like so. 90s and, and stuff, they would, uh, 80s and 90s, you could, usually there's a movie theme sometimes. But this is one of the good ones because it's got all those great songs in it. They call me heat miser. Whatever I touch melts in my clutch. 
I'm too much. Always a deep cut with you. You go to the not chorus. You always go like, so, where does she go? Because she remembers. Jay I, I remembers. just have a memory for songs. I don't know why. Well, All right. So these are our movies, guys. These are yeah. our classic movies. Yeah. Um, we hope you're having a great Christmas season, holiday season. Um, yes, Merry, Merry. We, we love all of you. Christmas, Festivus, Hanukkah, Hanukkah uh, Kwanzaa. Um, all of them. Everything. Past. We've got one more to do, and we're going to be doing television episodes. Dun, dun, dun. It's going to be interesting. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next time. We will. Merry, Merry, Merry. Go get shopping. you got things on your list That's to pick right. up. That's right. Bye. Bye.